Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. What is up, my dear? Welcome back to another episode of The Kind Mind Project. I am excited slash nervous for today's episode because I think this is one of those situations where I am literally right there with you. I'm right there with you. And if you, you know, you read the title of today's episode, you pressed play for some reason, I imagine that means that you and money don't always get along. Right? You and money don't always get along, and I'm here to tell you that uh, same, <laughs> okay, same. I have been experiencing a lot of resentment, and I, I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of resentment and frustration and overwhelm all surrounding the idea of money, and I asked you over on Instagram, like, what's your relationship with money like? And one of the biggest responses I got was, you know, it's really freaking strained. It's really strained, and it is one of my biggest sources of stress, and I am right there with you. I'm right there with you. So I want to have a conversation today about how we can navigate that in a helpful way. If you're anything like me, you are not over there rolling in money. And and that's okay. I, I think we are afraid to talk about money as a whole. It's, it's a really uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, myself included, hence why I'm, I'm nervous to have this conversation today. But I also know that it's a really important one. Anytime I find myself thinking, you know what, man, that is one of the things that holds me back the most, that's how I know it's a topic that needs to be discussed. Because that's what we're here to do, right? That, that is the reason that the Kind Mind Project exists, to talk about the topics that stand in our way and to address our mindset, shift our mindset to a more helpful conversation. So that's my hope for us today. That's my hope for us. If you follow me on Instagram, um, you will have seen a post recently that, you know, I think deserved a lot more attention on my end. And that's the idea that there are so many things, so many things that don't cost us a freaking penny. And we forget that. One of the biggest barriers I hear to someone wanting to, to grow and wanting to develop personally in their lives, in their mindset, in their, in their business, in their career, whatever it is, one of the biggest roadblocks I hear is, well, I don't have enough money, I just can't afford it. And I have been guilty of that so, so many times. I can't be a business owner because I, I can't afford to start it up the way that it needs to start up. I, 
I can't afford personal growth mentorship because I don't have the money to hire a coach, right? So many stories that I've told myself and really the reality is there are so many ways that we can grow and invest in ourselves without spending a dime, without spending a dime. For example, you chose to press play on a podcast like this. Didn't cost you a penny, right? To, to seek out a, a free resource on a weekly basis to invest in yourself. There are so many opportunities that are at our disposal and we often think, oh my gosh, I have to buy this expensive course or invest in this expensive mentor or go get that private practice therapist that I I can't afford. And although those things are helpful, I'll be the first person to say, yes, those things are wildly helpful. But I refuse to let my narrative be, I can't grow if I can't financially afford it. I refuse. It costs me nothing to have a deep conversation with a friend. Sometimes that's where the biggest roadblocks are removed. Sometimes those are the biggest moments of transformation. When I'm taking the time to have a free conversation with someone that I trust, right? I want you to consider all of the things that you have at your disposal that that don't cost you anything, that don't have to be the reason that you're not growing, that you're not transforming, because I know you. I know you well enough now to know that if you press play on this, you are looking for transformation. You are looking for a breakthrough. And a breakthrough doesn't have to cost you thousands of dollars. It doesn't. In fact, a breakthrough can come in the freest of moments. So before we get any further, I want that to be at the forefront of this conversation. There is so much at your disposal that doesn't cost you a penny. That doesn't cost you a penny. Some of my biggest moments of transformation are when I am alone. When I'm not taking in the influence of a course or a mentor or a friend or a mastermind or whatever it is. When I'm not taking in that influence, when I'm alone and I'm able to process fully, authentically, I think the key word there is is without influence. Some of the biggest moments of transformation are when you are sitting with you. It doesn't cost me a penny to sit myself to sit with myself and take the time to do the processing, to do the work that I've set out to do. That doesn't cost me a penny. Now, I will not be the naive human being that's like, "Oh, we don't need that stuff." We need it, right? We need money to survive. 
We need money to support ourselves. We need money to support our family. We need money to put food on the table. We need money to have a car to drive to work. Like all of these things. I am not going to be the naive human being that tells you, oh, you don't need that. We do. We need it to support ourselves. But here's the thing. The conversation that we have around the process of making money is going to be the game changer. That is going to change the game because if I live in a world where I believe that there is a fixed amount of money in the world and only so much of it is meant for me, only so much of it will find me. It's a tricky place to be in, right? Okay, dude, before I get too far into today's episode, I have to talk to you about a really freaking cool opportunity. My mentor and badass friend, Keisha Gitmiri, hosts an event every year called Empower Her Life. This year is going to be year two, and I want to see your booty in the room with me experiencing what I had the opportunity to experience last year. So Keisha has done something really freaking cool for us honeyheads over here, and she's given us a discount code for $50 off our admission. If you use code EMILY at checkout, you will get $50 off your ticket, and you'll get in the room with me and Keisha to grow the way that you are meant to grow. Go check it out. And on the flip side... If I believe that money is abundant, abundant, right? That money, whatever is meant for me, will find me. And what I pursue, I will find. If I come from that belief, oh my goodness, it's like the sky's open, right? It's like the sky's open. It's like this weight is lifted. And if I truly root in the belief that what is supposed to be mine will be mine and not only that but what what my gut is telling me I I want what my gut is telling me that I want I will find because I firmly believe if my gut is saying something I need to listen right it's not it's not doing that for no reason so I want to specify the difference here this, this inner dialogue, this inner conversation that we can be having about money and how it can change the game when we go from a scarcity mindset, there's a fixed amount of money, there's only so much, to an abundant one. Listen to the difference here. Previously, I have found myself in a place of I will never have enough money for the life that I want to live. I'll never have enough money for the life that I want to live. And I lived in this narrative of I'm a social worker. Social workers are only intended to make a certain amount of money. Only so much. They only deserve so much for that profession. Versus I have enough for my needs and I can save for my wants. I love the way that that's phrased because no, it's not saying I'm a social worker and I'm going to make $500,000 a year. No, (laughs) we know this, right? 
But it does say, hey, I have enough to meet my needs. Enough money has found me to meet my needs and support my family. And I can save for my wants. It puts me in a realistic place. Does it put me in a place of, oh my gosh, happiness and rainbows shooting out my butt? No, it doesn't, right? Because, Because that wouldn't be helpful for us. Or maybe for you, it's something along the lines of, I'm not smart enough to handle money. I'm not smart enough to handle money. Maybe I'm not financially minded. Maybe that is not my brain, the way that my brain is wired. Right? Instead of that, living in that scarcity place, we go to an abundant one. I am always learning new things. I'm always learning new things. And although I don't have all the answers, although I don't understand everything in the financial space, I do have the capacity to learn. I'm constantly learning new things. That opportunity is abundant. Maybe it's a little bit different for you. Maybe you are in a place where you're saying, I don't need any help with my money. I don't need any help. I I got it on lock. I'm good. Still living in the scarcity mindset. Still believing that there's only so much. There's a fixed amount that you can do. Because otherwise, why would you look to others? Why would you look to others to learn new things? Right? Flipping it over to our abundant mindset. Instead of saying, I don't need any help with my money. Instead, we're saying, I learn so much from others who can teach me. I learn so much from the ways that other people are are living a financially sound life. There's so much opportunity. There's an abundant amount of knowledge. Or do you see how that weight is lifted? And there's more room for growth. I have a feeling that a lot of us, a lot, a lot of us have been dealing with this next one or have at some point dealt with this next one. Saying to yourself, I will always be poor. I will always be living paycheck to paycheck. I will always be wondering where my money is coming from and if it's going to be enough fair. And I hear you. (laughs) I hear you. Still a scarcity mindset, right? I'm always going to be poor. There's zero room for opportunity, zero room for growth, zero room for expansion, right? Again, flipping it over to our abundant mindset, I am working hard every day to change our family's path. I'm working hard every day to seek out the abundant opportunities that the world has to offer when it comes to my finances, when it comes to the way that I'm able to support my family. That certainly is not fixed and complete. That certainly opens the skies to so much opportunity for abundance. This next one hits me a little bit deeply recently. And, and maybe it does for you, too. I think it's one of those somewhat quarter-life crisis thought processes. Telling myself that I won't ever be able to retire 
I have a lot of folks in my life recently who are experiencing retirement for the first time, and I've watched them just change. I, I have, in the best way, I have watched them be able to breathe again and enjoy their lives. And I look at that and I look at my career path and I've had moments where I've said, you know what, I am not ever going to be able to retire. That, my dear, is living with a scarcity mindset. Instead of saying, with careful planning and hard work, I can have a great life. Let's, let's pair that with our idea that, you know what, I have what I need to meet my needs and there's so much opportunity for me to continue to seek out abundance and seek out happiness in the way that I pursue my finances, in the way that I pursue one day retiring, right? I hope that you hear the difference there. I hope that you hear the difference. And I I would be curious to see what happens if you sit down, pen to paper, and you really get deep with what that relationship holds for you. Again, I asked you over on Instagram what your relationship with money is like. That in itself, my friend, is a relationship, right? Just like you have relationships with people, that is a relationship, which means there's history there, which means there are nuances there, which means that there's a story of how you got to this place of whatever your relationship is with money right now, it got that way for a reason. There, there's a backstory. So I'd be curious to see what happens if you sit down pen to paper and you get clear on how that story came to be. What are all the contributing factors to your relationship with money? I have a list of journal prompts here. If, if you do choose to sit down pen to paper, again, doesn't cost you a dime to do this work. All right, remind yourself of that. It does not cost me a penny to sit down and invest in discovering the nuances of this relationship. So I have some some journal props here for you to dig a little deeper. First of all, what do I think about money? What is what is the first thing that comes to mind? Maybe it was the first thing that you thought of when you press play on today's episode. What did that do for you? What visceral reaction did you have? Secondly, what do I think of people who have a lot of money? I imagine you have a visceral reaction to that too. You have an immediate reaction to hearing that someone has a lot of money and they can do a lot with it. That's okay to say that you have that reaction. In fact, I think that is awfully human of you. Thirdly, Do I find making money difficult? Do I find it difficult? Do I find it challenging? If so, then why? Why do I believe that making money is difficult? Number four, what do my parents think about money? Really spend some time with this one. Because as we know, our early life experiences 
really impact the way that we think now. Maybe you remember your family struggling with money. And maybe if they weren't struggling, maybe they were constantly thinking of money. I have a friend who tells me, you know, I think so much of my relationship with money is rooted in the way that my dad was gone all the time so he could make money for our family. And yes, we were, we were well off. We were supported. And my father was absent from my life as a result. Listen to all the nuances that come up there. So really spend some time on that one. What do my parents think about money? How has that impacted me? How is that contributing to my current relationship with money? And lastly, what would I do if I had as much as I wanted? What would that mean? How would that change my behavior? How would that change my relationships? Right? What would I do if I had as much money as I wanted? And then take that a step further and ask yourself, okay, let's say I do have all the money that I want. Is that aligned? Are are those behaviors or those actions aligned with my values? Are they aligned with the kind of person that I want to be and the things that I truly care about? Because you ask a lot of folks, okay, you just won the lottery. You have $5 million. What are you going to do with it? And what's the first thing they tell you? They tell you all the things that they're going to buy, right? And that's okay. We're human beings, right? That's okay. But really sitting down to ask yourself, if, I, if that was my life, if I did have all the money that I wanted, would I be fulfilled, genuinely fulfilled just by seeing that number hit my bank account? Would I be fulfilled? So my friend, I hope that you take time to sit down with this relationship. That you take out a notepad or do it on your notes app on your phone and really do one of the most rewarding things that you can do on your personal growth journey and that is to sit down and do the freaking work. Do the work. Without costing yourself a penny Invest in that relationship because I promise you, when you go from believing that money is scarce to believing that opportunity is abundant, that's when the skies are going to open for you. That's when the weight's going to be lifted. And that's when you're going to be better able to seek out the life that you're wanting to build. Because a stressed mind is one that often is at a halt. That's not, that's not a mind that's able to take action. So let's put you in a place. Let's get your noggin in a place where you're able to take action. Instead of believing that it's scarce, again, being at a halt, believing that it's abundant and that I can go out and find it. I can go out and seek out the opportunities to find it. I love you, my dear. I hope that this conversation was as fulfilling for you as it was for me because I am right there with you. 
I'm right there with you. These are conversations that, especially in this season of life right now, I am reminding myself of frequently. So if you ever need a money mindset reminder, you know where to find me. Slide into my DMs and let me know, hey, Em, I I need a money mindset reset. And we can do that together because odds are I probably do too. I probably do too. Go take care of yourself. Go sit down with that pen to paper and tackle it without spending a dime. I love you so much. I will talk to you soon. Stay kind. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this freaking weirdo in your growth journey. If you connected with today's episode, I would love to hear about it. So slide on over into my Instagram DMs at Emily and the kind mind and let a girl know. Okay. But until then, I will talk to you very soon. I love you so much and you stay kind to that freaking mind. <laughs>